Welcome to The Truth In This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today I'm chatting with a painter who creates vibrant tableaus that act as a vehicle for exploring the artist's personal experiences and Ethiopian cultural identity. Please welcome Marin Ingeda. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Um, I feel like I feel like you know I'm bringing bringing people together, bridging communities. This this Baltimore to to DC um, series with uh, Morton. So I'm really glad and privileged to have you on. Um, awesome. So I want to start off with um, allowing you to really get into it. You know, as far as the introduction piece. So could you please introduce introduce yourself and tell us how you got started in the arts and maybe your first art making experience. Yeah, um, I was born and raised in Ethiopia, and I'm living in Washington, D.C. now. And I have drawn since childhood. I remember my dad was an accountant, and he used to bring me used papers to draw on the back of the paper. And when I was in elementary school, art was my favorite subject, and my classmates used to ask me to help them to draw. And I used to copy animal cartoons I saw on the kids' backpacks. And when I finished high school, my mom saw my talent and sent me to an arts training school. And it was one of the best experiences in my life. And I learned the basics of drawing, sculpture making. And after I finished my training, I realized that I wanted to be an artist. And then I decided to continue study and art, and I went to, I went to Addis Ababa University of Fine Arts. And after I graduated, um, I set up the studio in my bedroom, and I became a, a full-time artist. That's that's great. Thank you for sharing, sharing your story. <laughs> yeah, and I had shown a gr uh, group exhibitions, and while I keep painting. There was always a pressure from my mom that I need to have another profession. And uh, long story short, uh, I choose to learn a drafting, okay. um, and, uh, which is like an architecture. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought it is close to art. And I went to college for three years, and it was challenging years because that was not uh, something that I wanted to do. And even though I was in college, I was still painting and I would paint at night or I used to skip school to paint. And after I graduated, I got a job and worked for a year. And I didn't like sitting in front of the computer all day. It was uh, very boring. And all I used to think was my art. And while I was working, um, and I worked for a year and I decided to quit and I started painting again. So, so that's, that's, that's an interesting kind of like, like journey there and seeing, cause I, cause you mentioned drafting, that was something that I had a brief interest in. Um, and I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where sometimes um, parents will, will kind of nudge you or give you some some indication of what you're doing isn't um, gonna gonna keep you fed gonna keep a roof over your head when you're creating yeah. and 
I was a, I wanted to do a comic books. I wanted to be a comic book um, artist. And I just remember my parents were like, nah. They were like, how about this drafting program at the, uh, we had a vocational uh, high school. And I was like, ah. and it was drafting um, like the, the blueprints and such for automobiles. And I was like, this is not for me. This is like the, the stuff that I like about drawing. <laughs> this ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt too. So, Speak more about some of the themes that that you pursue in your art these days. And ultimately, I, I like to get um, this, uh, the reflection piece, where what are the feelings that you're, you're trying to express in your art? So my paintings uh, reflects the timing, what is going on in my life and around me. So um, I paint my personal experiences and uh, social issues mostly. And when I first moved to America, I had no idea I would be treated differently because of my color of the skin. And I found that shocking. And I wanted to address those feelings. And I painted um, like uh, uh, my personal experiences. And uh, in my recent works, they are changed because um, in 2020, the civil war happened in Ethiopia, and I was not painting during that time because I just had a baby, mm -hmm. and the news was bad. I was reading horrific stories of what is happening to women and children, and I was heartbroken for what happened to them. And uh, I had a sleepless night thinking about them. And as a mother, especially during my maternity, being safe in my home at the same time, seeing uh, pregnant women and new moms suffering yeah. made me really sad. And I thought I wanted to be their voice. And after a few months, my son got bigger and I got help from my husband and I start painting again. And I, after I laid all my emotions out into the canvas, what I was going through and yeah. That's how I, I express it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I, I think when when there's something going uh, going on, like with the um, I want to say like with like the pandemic or what have you and the racial instability. Well, I won't say instability. It's kind of just going strong. All the the weird <laughs> racism and colorism and all of that stuff that happens here, classism, sex, all of the isms. Right. Um, I find that. I started doing more and more like episodes, more and more interviews. And I don't know if it was a direct correlation, but I'm, I'm, I'm willing to say it is that a lot of people from uh, different groups, artists and such, didn't feel like their voices were being heard. And mm. this was a platform to really be able to do that and to express that yeah. outside of um, their traditional media. So like, hey, I get, I get to be the person talking now and really saying, look, this is what I said. This is what I'm what I'm putting together. And um, but yeah, everyone, everyone feels and when you see these different things going on that are heartbreaking, that um, really yeah. makes you like like even the the genesis of doing this podcast, uh, it came out of people talking badly about Baltimore. And mm. I was like, we're, it's a lot of black people here. It's a lot of talented people here. Why is it only the negative stuff? And and I was thinking, like, there has to be a version of that 
you know, internationally, right, of different cities and different uh, cultures getting um, just getting getting roasted, getting getting taken down. And it's misinformation and disinformation. So, you know, mine was like being disappointed, being embarrassed and being frustrated, which really kind of led to me having a desire to disprove mm-hmm. it and show all of the talented people that are in this region. So good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so feelings, we, we both have feelings right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Thank you for understanding. No, I, I try. I try. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I read that your creative process continues until you are surprised uh, and content, and then you revisit later <laughs> to make sure it's actually finished. So how ultimately do you feel about one of your, your finished um, pieces or what have you? And by the way, I do the same thing. I go over these podcasts a lot. Like, all right, let me take that out. Let me put a little bit more of that in there. Tell, tell me about that. Yeah, I think uh, I get uh, really excited. It's like the final is always a moment of excitement and discovery for me. Sort That's of. how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so do you ever come into a point where you're like, I need to put, I need to stop. Like, I need to stop going back at it and looking at it again. And how, how does that go? Like, how do you know when to stop? I guess. That rarely happened. I, I usually know when it's done. It's like, I feel like, there is a, always a smile on my face and like uh, very proud and that feeling, I, I, I use that. It's, it's like it's done, I'm not going to touch it again. But there are few <laughs> things that I want to go back and touch it. It takes lots of times. But there are these uh, special paintings like you will have this uh, moment of discovery and um, yeah. That's when I stop. I can dig it. So how do you define success as an artist? Um, I've, I've heard some folks say that if you're able to make money and um, if, or some people have said if you're able to make money, you know, that's success. Others are will say if you're able to create and just create at your your own for your own sake, you know, like you're able to do what you want, that success. And others will say, you know, I'm able to just keep creating and longevity is success. How do you define success as an artist? Um, and where where do you feel feel that you're at? Have you, have you seen success? Are you around success regularly? Tell me about that. Yeah, I think for me, success in art is loving what you do. Like if you love creating, that's a success for me. Okay. Yeah. I love to hear that. I love to hear that. <laughs> Do you feel that the the art community that you're you're a part of, whether it be in the very local kind of space or more broadly, um, do you feel like there are, are barriers out there for you as an artist based on maybe what you're deciding to your your the subject matter, um, what you're what you're doing as an artist, who you may be as an artist, do you feel like there are barriers or, or different assumptions that kind of get in the way of you really just being able to create? Yeah, um uh, so because I'm new here mm-hmm. um and um I am a mom too, so I spend a lot of time in my studio and being a mother too, so I'm not be able to go out and I didn't have the time to go out and meet other artists and um, 
but I I needed that. That is something I need to work on. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like you know, as I look at your art, one I, I want to throw it out there with what I saw there on um, just in my Google searches and on the, the Morton Fine Arts site. Your your work is great. So I mean, just Thank it's just you. you're welcome. It's just a matter of like, <laughs> all right, yeah, I need to see a little bit more of this. And I will say um, that day when I, I saw you at the gallery, um, one of my buddy came over after I was done with the interviews, and he pointed like three pieces, and they were all like pieces of yours that were there. So that oh, was wow. it was really cool. He's like, yeah, how much is this? I was like, you can't afford it. <laughs> 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 um, so. I got two more real questions for you. And then I got those rapid fire questions I told you about earlier. Um, <laughs> so I've heard about taking breaks, right? And and I would imagine, you know, as a, as a mom, that's that's the thing that's there now. You got to have those those times to be able to have those breaks. Um, and sometimes I, I well, I read that when you're taking breaks as a creative, you still have to do something creative but that's not necessarily what you do as an artist. So you might, let's say, instead of painting or instead of drawing or what have you, you might try to play an instrument or, or something along those lines. How do you mm -hmm. overcome like creative burnout? Like what is, what are those tactics for you not to get bogged down and feel like I've, I, I need a, I need a minute, you know? Yeah. I have those feelings sometimes um, when I don't feel like painting, um, I use the time by looking at art books and I research and I read stories about my inspiration to be more inspired mm -hmm. and uh, or I'll just take a break and to think or visit museums. So, so absorbing art, getting that, refilling the, uh, the cup of inspiration. Yes. That's, that's great. That's great. Um, this, this was a question that I think we touched on a little bit earlier, but I wanted to dive back in it a little bit. Um, and I, and I think it's interesting to me outside of everything that she says has been interesting to me, but <laughs> this one is interesting because I, I'm an overthinker, right? And I find like one of the things I've read from maybe your previous interview or a snippet, um, a quote from you was, um, paraphrasing, but there are no rules. And most of the time you're able to create from your imagination. And um, that's that's a freeing thing. It allows for creation, I think. Yeah. Education and, and training, in, in my opinion, is a lot of times it's about rules and it can stifle our work. It can make, lead to overthinking. And I find that once you understand those rules, you're able to break them and make your own rules. So <laughs> tell me about arriving to a place in your career career where you can create freely. Like, when did you realize that of, nah, this is how I'm going to do it? Yeah, um, my freedom of painting comes from a lot of experiences in painting. And I develop my work through experimenting and exploring. Also, my biggest inspiration is spending a lot of time looking at Ethiopian ancient church art and the way they tell stories within free expressive figures. And their bold colors and narratives always fascinates me, and and that influenced my style. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so now, now we're at this point of the podcast, right? The point of the interview where all the cool stuff that we've been talking about about your process and about your story as an artist, all of that's going to go to the side, and we're going to get to some rapid fire questions. How do you feel about that? Mm -hmm. 
Sure. All right. So I got a couple of them for you. Um, and you want to answer these as quickly as possible. Um, so what's a gadget that really has had an impact in your life, something that changed your life? Uh, some people talk about the iPhone as a life-changing device. What is a gadget or device that really was a big you know, piece of your life that really that changed your life? Um, coming to America and the experiences. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, what's uh, another talent? Like you, you're 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 an artist. You're a mom. You're doing all types of stuff, right? What is is if you need more things to do, right? What is another talent you would like to have? Um. Uh, like, uh, like clay art. Okay. Like like sculpture. Like sculpture. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, I do sculpture, but uh, I I like I always admire like pottery. Gotcha. When I say clay, it's like pottery. Yeah. I took I took one pottery class like a couple years back, and I still have the two things I made. Uh, it was a it was a bowl and a shot glass because I enjoy drinking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, th those are cool. Um, and I was able to do some painting with them, and just very simple colors. I was going to do designs on them, but uh, didn't really work. But yeah, it was um, very it was very cool. It was very kind of therapeutic, actually. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's pretty much it for what we have for the day. But I want to encourage you and invite you to tell um, folks to check where to check out your work, your website, anything along those lines. And feel free to share anything that you feel like we didn't really cover in this episode. Sure. Um, my website is uh, meronengada.com. And I have an Instagram with my name, meronengada. So you have it, folks. I want to thank again, Marin Agena, for coming on to the podcast. And I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art in and around your city. You just got to look for it. Mm -hmm.